part of the brain, the hippocampus. Think of the hippocampus like the memory inbox of your brain. It's very good at receiving new files and holding on to them. And when you look at this structure in those people who've had a full night of sleep, you see lots of healthy learning-related activity. Yet in those people who are sleep-deprived, we couldn't find any significant signal whatsoever. It's as though sleep deprivation had shut down your memory inbox. You couldn't receive any new files. They were just being bounced. In fact, if you want to know what life is like, by the way, without a functioning hippocampus, just watch the movie Memento. I'm sure you've seen this. This gentleman suffers brain damage. And from that point forward, he can no longer make any new memories. He's what we call densely amnesic. The part of his brain that was damaged was the hippocampus. It is the very same structure that sleep deprivation will attack and block your brain's capacity for new learning. So that's the bad that happens when you take sleep away. What is it about the physiological quality of sleep when you do get it that actually promotes and supports learning and memory? And by recording sleep with electrodes placed on the head, we've discovered that there are big, powerful brainwaves that happen during a certain stage of sleep that have riding on top of them these spectacular bursts of electrical activity. And it's the combined quality of those sleeping brainwaves acting like a file transfer mechanism at night that protects and refreshes your memory and learning each and every day. And it's important that we understand what in sleep is transacting these memory benefits because there are real medical health implications. This is where we step into the future. Instead of trying to simply limit the harm that comes from not getting your full eight hours, the discovery of these sleep-specific brainwaves is the start of an exciting exploration into how we can actually improve or repair the sleep-affected areas of the brain. The research has already shown some very promising results and some surprising discoveries in one area in particular. We all know that as we get older, our learning and memory ability starts to deteriorate. But what we've also known for a long time is that a physiological signature of aging is that your sleep gets worse. And just recently, we demonstrated that these two factors are not simply co-occurring. They are significantly interrelated it suggests that sleep disruption is an underappreciated factor that is contributing to memory decline in aging, and now it seems in Alzheimer's disease as well. I know this is remarkably depressing news, but don't worry, there's a silver lining here. We can do something about sleep. Sleep is a treatable target. And one way that we and others are now approaching this in the future is direct current brain stimulation. I kid you not, this is not science fiction, this is uh, science fact. It's a small electrical brain stimulator. It's an affordable, portable piece of technology. You insert electrodes into it, and you insert some electrical stimulation into your brain. Now, if you apply that stimulation during sleep in young, healthy adults, as if you're singing in time with those sleeping brainwaves, not only do you amplify the size of those brain waves, but in doing so, you almost double the amount of memory benefit that you get from sleep. 
The question now is whether we can translate this same technology into older adults and those suffering from dementia. Can we give back some healthy quality of sleep? And in doing so, can we salvage their learning and memory function? That's the real hope now. So that's how sleep, or lack thereof, affects your memory. And maybe, just maybe, this futuristic tool will help ease the effects of conditions like dementia. But memory is not the only thing that sleep affects, of course. It's important for other brain functions as well. Sleep is critical to help stabilize and support your emotional and mental health. And without sleep, those emotional circuits become hyperactive and irrational. Allow me to demonstrate with a sleep-deprived subject because it turns out that we do video diaries with our participants across the deprivation night, and you're going to meet one under the pseudonym of Jeff. Uh, Jeff has just entered the study. It's 11.30 at night on day one. He's been awake for a perfectly normal 16 hours for the deprivation night. Hello. It's about 11.27 right now. 